The CAO deadline is almost upon us and we'll be talking this right now with the member of the Institute of Guidance Councillor Sinead Duffy. I have Sinead on the line. You're there, Sinead? Hello, Joe. How are you? It's lovely to talk to you again and to all your listeners. And thank you for coming on to talk about this very important subject. As I say, as many people think summer holidays, some people are thinking about life changing decisions. And that really is what CEO is. Yes, it is. I suppose it's one of those um, milestones that is now coming up for students that are in particular, I suppose, sitting the leaving cert or for students that are completing PLC or for those that have taken a year out. It's the application to college in Ireland. So I know today now is the 19th of January and actually tomorrow is the first uh, of those CAO deadlines where students have an online discounted rate to get their CAO number for, for €30 Euro, and then the normal closing date is the 1st of February where it will go up to €45. Euro. So I'm all for saving that 15 put it into something else that you need, but, you know, to spend time on those decisions. But even though we say it is a decision and a very big decision, there will be an opportunity for students to change their mind later on in the year. Everything doesn't hinge on what you put on the CEO right now. No, exactly. Like I always say to students and parents that are worried at this time of year, it is absolutely a working application form. So you're working on it now. You do have to, I would say, have your number by the 1st of February. If you can get your CAO number by the 20th of January, that's where you save yourself money. But you have right up until the 1st of July to really make the, 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 the final changes, so to speak. So the the closing date being the 1st of February really is to encourage students to get their application done in as much capacity, I suppose, as you can, in, to as much, I, I suppose, finish it as, as, as well as you can. And then you will have opportunity from the 7th of May this year until the 1st of July at five o'clock to complete it in as much detail as necessary because really in between you know now and July an awful lot can be achieved in terms of further exploration um, speaking to people in different careers even spring open days that occur now at the institutions of education um, so really through networking through exploration through asking your guidance counsellor asking teachers talking to people who've done courses all of that is factored into decision making so it's really important so I'm hearing you right on this Friday afternoon, member of the Institute of Guidance Councillor Sinead Duffy, that you need to get your application in, you need to get your number, but you still have time to make your final decision on your course. Yes, absolutely. Just make sure, I suppose, people worry that they have to do their application in one sitting. You absolutely do not. You start the process, you get your number that's really the first deadline met. You can input your courses. Now, I will say if there's extra assessment needed on a course, for example, if I was going for one of the architectural courses, I wanted to be an architect. There are some of those that require a portfolio. So I have to have that course on my CAO by the 1st of February because the portfolio assessment is done then from March to April. So there's little things like that where it says a course is restricted. It must be on CAO by the 1st of February. But bear in mind, if you change your mind and decide, OK, architecture is not for me, you can remove it. Then when the change of mind facility comes comes. Um, 
into to action between May and July. But you cannot put any restricted course on in May and July, May to July, I should say. And as we think about courses and think about the levels of courses there, and you talked about restrictions, talk to me about the different levels of courses that can be applied for it through the CEO system. Yeah, um, it is something I suppose that, you know, I would find particularly parents get back down on. You know, students have a great understanding of levels because they have they've been taught this throughout their secondary school education. So I suppose to keep it simple, in Ireland, we have a national framework of qualifications, which means that our qualifications run from level one to level 10. So if a student is completing their leaving cert and they complete it successfully, they come out of secondary school with a level five qualification. If a student likewise has done Leaving Cert Applied, they will complete a level four qualification. From, so from there, you're looking at what are my next steps? And I, I suppose to view it like a ladder system. So we're talking today about CAO. Now, CAO's application to college in Ireland, that would be level six, level seven and level eight courses that the student will say doing the Leaving Cert could apply for initially. So a level six course is like a certificate. It's a two year program of study. A level seven is an ordinary degree. It's a three year program of study. And level eight are your honours degree programmes, which really are your, you know, um, your higher degrees. They will span from three years in some cases, like if it's an arts degree, it's usually three years to four years if it was a science degree. And, you know, some courses are longer than that. And medicine spans from five years. It could be six years, depending on your subjects that you have going into the course. So what I would say to students is, and uh, you know, it frustrates me sometimes to hear that, oh, I'm only applying to level eight is, is what I would hear as a guidance counsellor. So I'd be saying to students, look at it as a ladder system. It doesn't matter what level you go in at because you can always add on. And the add on system does not take you any longer. In actual fact, sometimes it can give you more choice. So an example of this would be a student that might be thinking of doing business in college. They could go in at level six, do two years. If they didn't like it, it gives them an exit after two years with the qualification. But if a student wasn't sure and went into business uh, at level eight, they have four years to complete to get their level eight. If they exit it, they don't exit with the qualification. So in one way, the level six is, is an opportunity to explore and still be able to add on one more year to bring it up to level seven and a further year to bring it up to level eight. You know, I've seen incidents of, of students going in for example, they might start with a level seven business, we'll say, with sport management in ATU Sligo and then decide, oh, it's actually human resources I want to go into. So they do an add on level eight on human resources. So it can oftentimes open up, open up opportunities that they don't foresee at the initial stages of application. But what I would say is, right, 20 courses go on CAO, 10 of them are level eight. And 10 of them are a mixture of level seven, level six. So fill all your options. Keep all options open. Don't be saying and narrowing down at this early stage of your life to just level eight. Look at the possibilities from all different levels because you really don't know how you're going to perform on the day in an exam. 
And you mentioned a point there that I wanted to go to as we broadcast from Roscommon on this Friday afternoon. The CEO applies now not just to what we would have known as the traditional universities in the past. You said there I mentioned ATU Sligo, but it also applies to Atlone Galway. Tell me a little bit more about what else is included in the CEO. Yeah, like I suppose, look at we have many institutes of of higher education. You know, you have in particular in Ireland, you have seven of the what would have been the traditional universities and you have many of, you know, the technical universities as they're called now, like ATU Sligo or you could have ATU, you know, uh, Galway or TUS at loan. So I suppose it is just ensuring that they're all university standard now. You know, which was, I suppose, off-putting in the past. People would have this negative connotation if I didn't go to university, I don't get a valuable degree. Now, I would have been very much about it doesn't actually matter where you go. You look at the level of qualification that you're going to have at the end of your studies and really the institution you go to, you go to the one that suits you in terms of what you like, what you enjoy, what meets your needs, what might have your sporting facilities that you you like, that might have a way of getting there easily. You know, it is, it's really as irrelevant the institute you go to as long as it's matched to you, though, is the most important factor there. But um, absolutely, I suppose there's a wide range of choice now. We'll say at the new technical universities, they offer courses across all the three levels that I spoke about, level six to level eight. Now, the traditional universities, the seven, I suppose, that were in existence before this, they only offer level eight honours degree programmes. And maybe as we're thinking about that, we're thinking about people going forward in a cost of living crisis. Maybe it would be important to choose where you go that suits your funding. But also on that, I want to go to a true prong question on that. There are other ways of funding it through grants. Will you talk to me a little bit about how you see that right now? Yeah, just I suppose your first point there, very valid in a sense that, you know, I have seen basically a shift towards people viewing college where they will go in terms of location and factoring in that cost factor. It is very expensive. You know, you know, if you were talking about getting accommodation in a city, it's a lot more expensive than going to one of the regional locations. Um, I know that in the location I'm in as well, which is rural, uh, students are actually traveling to their local institution every day. And they're, they're doing that because it's more cost effective. And just before I go to the funding piece, just to, to reiterate that if you get a degree from one of those regional locations that you talk about, it is the very same standing now on the framework as a degree from the older universities. It is absolutely. And it actually always was. But I suppose the fact that it has university status gives people a little bit more confidence in the system. But you look at the level of qualification. Now, obviously, somebody with a level seven qualification may not be viewed as as high profile as a level eight. But what I'm saying is going in at level seven is just an entry point and level seven can lead to level eight and later on it can lead to your master's program level nine or if you were really uh, into research and, and development you could go on to level 10 and get a doctorate so that can be done across all institutions and as people think about going to college and think about making plans for september they're obviously going to think about funding it you talk to me a little bit about how that works yeah um the funding part i suppose can be difficult, but it involves looking, I suppose, at preparation over the years, really, in terms of uh, of building up a fund in, in terms of an education fund. But realistically, I suppose 
when you go to college, you can apply for a SUSE grant. Uh, that is one way uh, of looking at funding. And I know that the grant structure goes across maintenance grants and fee grants. There's kind of two components to the grant system. So maintenance re- refer to the living cost and the fee then would be any fees associated with uh, your studies. Um, so that would be one way. Now, that application doesn't open till spring this year. You know, but I'd highly encourage students, first of all, to go onto that website. You can conduct an eligibility reckoner to, first of all, get an idea whether you qualify for any type of grant or not. It takes literally, I would say, 30 seconds to a minute to do that. Um, And if it suggests that you you are eligible, then once SUSE opens, you can look at the application process. And it is, again, a working application. You don't have to do it all in one sitting. It saves your progress as you go along. But I know that recently, in the last number of years, they've introduced further grant systems, like they've heightened the thresholds of income to actually include students even that may have um, a gross income of 100,000, I'm not talking about students, but the parents, guardians of 100,000 euro um, to get some compensation in terms of the fee for college, you know, their contribution that they have to pay for entry each year. So I highly encourage people to look through that. It has all the tables and thresholds of, of, of basically identifying if an income is under a certain bracket, this is what you can get. And also to reiterate, I had the chairperson of St. Vincent de Paul on before Christmas and she told me that St. Vincent de Paul also offer grants for people going to college and support for people going to college. And that interview is still on the podcast section of our website. It went out on Ross FM just before Christmas. Very quickly, Sinead Duffy, I do just want to ask you about special cases uh, when applying to CEO about the here and dare applications. A lot of people don't know or understand that they can get special alleviations. You might talk to me a little bit about those very, very quickly on this Friday afternoon. Uh, I will indeed. And it is fantastic to hear about other bursaries. And and, and that is the thing, first of all, that there are scholarships and bursaries available um, and just to research them uh, and to make sure that I suppose you are eligible for for what's coming up. But certainly with the Here and Dare programme, they're access routes to education. So their purpose is to allow students to get into college on lower points for a course than say you're, you know, if you want to call it your ordinary student based on the fact that maybe the HERE programme is looking at lower socioeconomic status of the family um, and barriers to them progressing. And then the DARE programme looks at any disability and a disability can really span from having a disability, physical, to again, mental health issues, um, to having a learning difficulty, you know, so Really, I suppose the devil is in the detail in a sense of reading up to see is is there any factor that has prevented the student doing as well as they could have in their education, in their exams. And those applications um, have to be made in advance, I suppose, of of CAO closing dates um, and, you know, assistance from the guidance counsellor, special or additional needs. Um, coordinator in a school is very important to actually supplement the application with educational impact statements. But 
they're a fantastic means. I, I suppose it's a support to students who otherwise may not be able to afford college or may not be able to achieve points for whatever reason. I would certainly encourage students to look up accesscollege.ie to read up more about here in their programme, because I suppose from this short snippet, probably not giving them the justice they deserve, but they're fantastic. I have had several students that have been successful under those programmes. And we are up against time on this Friday evening. I know we've just been talking about CEO applications to the higher levels. We will talk next week when I'll invite you back on the air to talk about apprenticeships. But just very quickly, before I let you go on this uh, Friday afternoon, member of the Institute of Guidance Counselors, Sinead Duffy, will you give out the websites again? Firstly, the website for people to get that all-important registration number before the 1st of February from the CEO. Yeah, and that's simply online. It's cao.ie, www.cao.ie the Susie Grant is susi.ie susie.ie and then to look at access programs to education accesscollege.ie so very very important and I will say as well and it's one really important point of filling the CAO is make sure you adhere to order of preference so just put the courses in genuine order from 1 to 10 of how you would like to be offered those courses because you will only be offered one course from each list if you if you have the qualifying subjects and points for the course and uh, we will uh, not leave out the other courses like courses uh, in post leave insert and apprenticeships. Will you come back on air next Friday and talk to me a little bit about that? I will indeed, because I'm a true believer in having more than one option. And I think really, again, going back to what I said earlier, if you look at this like a ladder system, it doesn't matter at what point you step on. It's about progression and progressing at the pace that you are able for and that you enjoy. And, you know, an apprenticeship, thankfully, in today's world is seen as a viable option. It is something that really needs to be considered. There are so many opportunities um, of advancement. Students can, of course, get on at level six onto apprenticeships, but can go up the levels just like in college. It's a mixture of working and, and college education. So it's the best of both worlds, if you could ask me. <laughs> And we'll come back and talk about those next week. But I am up against it. We have to rock towards the weekend. We'll come back and join me next uh, Friday evening for that. But for the moment, Sinead Duffy, member of the Institute of Guidance Counselors, thanks for your input. Thank you very much, Donna. Enjoyed talking to you today.